This is Paul Nobles from Eat to Perform, and I am here with my bi-weekly co-host, Meredith. Meredith, if you want to say hello to everyone. Hi, everybody. So this is the week before the big resolutions and, and all of these different things that put people in more of a reflective mood. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that and and some of the things that sort of happen as it relates to that. Um, I do want to get into, we have a number of specials that are coming up that uh, allow you towards the end of the year. We have some bundles that uh, have been very attractive. We're selling and bringing on a lot of people right now. Meredith is um, one of the leads in customer <laughs> service, so, so she's been real busy. And then we have um, some cool things that are gonna be released within the app. One of the things that uh, is gonna be uh, released very slowly is um, the ability to get video messages within your app. And I'm actually sort of playing with some of that today. It already exists, and there's some people that uh, have the ability to get them on iPhone right now, but you'll see that a lot broader in you know January and February, which is pretty cool. You know, I think it adds like a a personal level. Probably the biggest feature that that has um, that's going to play a big role in 2019 is the support tab. A lot of people look at it as just another way to be in touch with customer service, and it's a lot more than that. Um, it is the ability to have an ongoing conversation with a coach. Um, it is the ability to, you know, ask questions, you know, if there's a coach online. So all of these things I think are going to be massive improvements and, and really they're going to move the bar for a lot of other businesses right now. You know, when you, it's kind of interesting because, if you look at what we do and in, in the algorithm and the app and you know all of these different things, there's a lot of people that pay people, you know, two hundred dollars a month that don't get anywhere near the service. You know, I actually had one of my private clients who had signed up with me and she's like, I'm just shocked that, you know, I get two interactions a week, you know, um, I'm able to talk to you through chat. She's like, I was getting like once a week reviews and they seemed impersonal and I was paying $200 a month, you know? And so I think what, you know, kind of the goal, the goal and the mission of Ethereum all along has been to bring relatively, not inexpensive, but really more affordable coaching to a large amount of people in, in January 1st. Really, I think what what people are going to see with the improvements of what we're doing and how we're doing it is going to really take things to kind of the next level. One of the one of the cool things that that we did this year, um, it's sort of difficult to explain to people that aren't familiar with you to perform, but you you have the ability to buy a lifetime membership. So there was a lot of people that had lifetime memberships. And what they really bought was kind of a lifetime membership to the forum, right? And we had no idea that the app was coming. We had no idea that we were going to be doing two reviews. Actually, what was interesting about what they bought, right? What they bought was essentially one review a month, right? 
and access to to coaches in the forums and and once a month you know they could ask for for coaches to review their my fitness pal right and we were a much smaller company though you know we did sell a lot of ebooks and informational products and and things of that nature but the forums themselves um weren't as popular as those other things and so uh it's interesting as we move from more information to more of a service there was kind of like this this crossover period where we didn't really know what to do right the the cost of you know servicing someone one-on-one so this year everyone got a coach right and moving into 2019 um you know we we have a lot of cool ideas a lot a lot of things that i just cannot mention right now that we'll be able to talk about in the upcoming weeks but what I can tell you is that the problem that we are trying to solve is not to turn your six pack into an eight pack, right? <laughs> the problem that we're trying to solve is obesity for the world, right? And so when you think of that, you have to think, you know, I want you to think <laughs> about that when you see the products that are going to be coming in the next six months, right? Um, right. Because for us to be, you know, more competitive with that goal in mind, you know, we have to figure out a way to to bring more people into the tent. And and there's a lot of people that as you bring more people into the tent, you know, I, like a great example was when I first started getting fit. Um, I joined Anytime Fitness and I did a lot of work and I lost a lot of weight at Anytime Fitness. And when I left the coach there kind of was a little salty about it, right? Because he, he obviously lost the membership, which I wasn't paying that much at any time fitness, not not anything compared to what I pay for gym memberships now. Um, but I think it's just sort of natural for people to to move on. But there was another point to his thing that with Anytime Fitness, there was not like this higher level, right? There was not group classes where a bunch of people got fit together. We were all working out with our headphones on and no one knew each other. Right. So when I moved to CrossFit and when I moved to powerlifting and when I moved to just a lot of these other things that were a little bit more social, mm-hmm. if you don't have that in your package, then you just lost me as a customer. So think of that six months <laughs> from now when you see all the new products that we're going to offer because what we want is to be able to be in all markets and we right. want to be able to address those pretty effectively. And the nice thing is every Eat to Perform coach has been successful at Eat to Perform, right? And so every Eat to Perform coach that will be coming in months will also be successful at Eat to Perform. And what it's going to allow us is to address these different areas of the market. Because even though we do have large scale and even though we're able to address a lot of people, we're not really able to address, you know, you know, massive amounts of people realistically, right? 
And so, so those are some of the things that we're going to be looking at. And so we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, anything happening in your world, uh, exciting new new year stuff? Gosh, I'm just trying to wrap up this year. <clears throat> of course, we just got through, you know, Christmas and everything. And that's been, that's been great. But we're working on, I mean, I know it's right now because it's kind of all consuming. So I'll talk about it for a second. I don't know if you're planning to. So I have, what I'm working on right now is all the new training vaults that we're getting ready to yes. release. And I'm really so excited about this. So for those of you that don't know, we offer <clears throat> for, you can purchase three months access to all these different training programs. And Trisha and April and Brad and I have been working really hard on this. And we're, we had a version that we released in um, August, which was amazing. We had a mobility program and our, um, the, Bang and Body for Her that April did, and the Body Weight program, and um, then the templates that Brad's done, the Everything Hurts and <clears throat> his um, template hypertrophy and stuff. But this time we'll Brad, have all Brad's of those. Actually, Brad's is actually called Pain Train. Oh, that's right, Pain Train. I'm sorry. So this time we have all of those, but we are revamping. We're adding. So now we're going to have a Body Weight Plus, which is going to be Body Weight stuff with extra things like bands or light dumbbells or just some things you might have around the house or in a hotel room or something if you're working on it like that. April has her second version that's coming out. Um, what I've been working on that I'm really excited about is um, we have a lot of CrossFitters and Paul, you know, cause you CrossFit and I CrossFit and um, we, I, I, I've developed or I have programmed a supplement, a CrossFit supplement program. So it's, we're calling it CrossFit plus. And it's just, it's a different accessory work and different things for people who do CrossFit that will um, very much um, play into and help them, you know, improve and have success and stuff and meet some other goals as far as CrossFit and maybe address some things that you don't I would get. just like to point out that we're probably but, not going to call it CrossFit Plus. Oh, um, well, that's what we, we <laughs> that, Well, that's just because of there. You know, I know, I know there's been other places that, um, you know, have used, you know, because oh, yeah, the, the, the word CrossFit is, is, is copyrighted and, and obviously right. I copyright. wouldn't want someone to, good point, you know, to use Sorry. mine. Um, but I have seen like Juggernaut as an example, use the word CrossFit very freely. Um, they do seem to kind of pick and choose who they go after. Um, but um yeah well you know so it won't I'm, be called that whatever we call it yeah. it is for crossfitters and it will be a, a like an accessory program or a supplement program that i've developed and it's a 12-week program and um i'm just i'm really excited about it i posted a promo video in our um in all of our groups but um it's just good stuff that's gonna this personally helped me and um, some of the other people that I work with in my own gym, helped some of my clients in the gym. That's just stuff that has helped them improve in areas that they wanna improve in CrossFit, but also maybe see some strength gains or work on some specific um, muscle groups that maybe they don't get doing the wads and the strength in actual class. So that's yeah, what I mean, I've been working like, on. Like a great example, you know, just kind of getting out of the CrossFit world because yep. I know that's, you know, that's your emphasis for training. Um, but a great example would be that if you were doing boot camp, right, and you yep. had access to this type of um, equipment, this would be great accessory work that would allow you to make progress that you might not be making right now, right? Absolutely, yeah. So it, this isn't 
this isn't designed, my program wasn't designed to replace or like to be a, just a by itself workout. It's designed to complement and supplement. You yeah. Know, like you said, like a boot camp or a CrossFit class or even a, <clears throat> shoot, a body pump class or something, you know, along those lines where you would do, you know, be doing something else like that. So I'm really excited about that. So that's what I've been working at. We'll be launching that new version um, right after the first of the year. So. Yeah. So we're, we're really excited about that. Um, you know, the, uh, yeah, there's just so many things to talk about that, you know, <laughs> um, that, uh, you know, if we, if we give it all away, then, then I know. you know, I know. Uh, then people start to have expectations. So that's why I try to, to, to stay away from doing that. But it's just okay. really excited, really, really exciting. I mean, we have a lot going on and a lot coming out. And as coaches, as coaches, we're excited about it. It's going to be. Well, gonna I be think great. one of the things that was sort of underused last time was the ability to interact with with you guys through the group. Yeah. Right. And so we definitely are going to want to get more people into that group where you have personal access to to Meredith, um, Trisha and and in April, we really did. Brad's kind of like the, the kid on Sesame street doing his own thing. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, it, it's not that the program is mm. it's just female specific, obviously April's is, but, um, we really, you know, for every 10 customers, you know, each form, nine of them are women. And so we wanted, we wanted that represented in, how we put that training out there so so that that's something that i think is really cool i'm i'm, I'm glad that the community uh supports that so well and uh yeah really excited about that so i just want to kind of get into and this is probably going to be a relatively short podcast i say that all the time and then you know we end up going for two hours right but, <laughs> but you know I think a lot of times people, you know, go, oh, it's 2019. It's on like Donkey Kong, you know, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> I don't know that that helps the long term. Right. Because, you know, and, and trust me, I was susceptible to that. And my message had to evolve over time. But what you realize is that it's not on like Donkey Kong, you know. Right. What you realize is that within three days, something happens and it's going to derail you. And so if you have this, it's on like Donkey Kong and that's my biggest priority, you know, it's going to take away from the the idea. So like one of the things that I talked about and I did a post on was this idea of weight loss, fat loss, like like it's an oil change, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. Like at my gym, they're doing like a 90 day transformation. It's like <laughs> the 18th year straight of 90 day transformations. And all it really is, here's the big transformation part, right? Here's the interesting part as it relates to what they're doing. They're just trying to get people into their gym and they're selling you what you want to <laughs> hear. Right. And, and, and clearly this is the time of year where people want to hear that. Right. But right. what I'm suggesting <laughs> you is don't walk into any of these <clears throat> scenarios with the thought process of i will be transformed in 90 days see that's where i do feel like the fitness industry 
kind of gets what it deserves, right? Mm -hmm. Because the fitness industry sells, we can change you fundamentally within 90 days. And now I can tell you for a fact that if you do something like CrossFit or boot camp and you start to, you know, if you were hitting McDonald's drive through every single day and you stop doing that, you will be transformed. But will you have eight packed abs? Will you look like the people on Instagram? No. Right. And so so my argument to you is, is look at it as a way of accelerating your way into a life of fitness. And I understand that that a lot of people think, you know, I mean, the, the whole idea with boot camp is that you go through boot camp and then you're in the army. Right. And the army is, of course, regular life, you know. Actually, it's interesting because my um, mm-hmm. you know, my CrossFit gym. I mean, this is this is pretty remarkable stuff. What I'm about to tell you guys. Okay. The owner of my CrossFit gym was Special Forces. Okay. Um, and uh, it was one of the re- things that really attracted me to that gym at that time. And hold on one second because my I'm about to lose power. That's not good. Can't lose power. <laughs> that would be really bad for the podcast. But so um, the owner of my gym was mm-hmm. a special forces, and I was like, "This is what I need." And it certainly did not hurt that he looked carved out of granite, right? <laughs> every person in the class was like a division three athlete or, you know, triathlete. They, they've been fit their whole life. It was a different time within CrossFit. It attracted kind of the, the super athlete type person and did not necessarily cater to the, to the, the mass audience the way that it probably does a better job of now. Right. And um, so it was kind of viewed as sort of this fringe thing. <laughs> and then about, Five to six years into owning the gym, he re-enlisted. Oh. Um, and so he actually showed up at the gym yesterday back home for Christmas. Um, and he, you know, he's about to be deployed again. Wow. Um, and think about this, right? My gym is one of the most successful gyms in Minnesota. Okay. Um, because of him and his presence, but his sense of calling, his sense of duty, you know, I mean, he he wanted to help people get fit. He did a great job of that. But his bigger calling was to serve the country. And he did. He reenlisted. He's like 40 something years old. You know, I mean, that's a pretty cool thing. I, I think that, you know, mm-hmm. we were talking a little bit. And I was talking to my wife and I was like, you know, you have to realize that, I mean, this guy, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give away too many specifics. Right. right? Um, but this guy is in another country with a gun, you oh. know, and, and, um, you know, no matter what, you know, you feel about him or you might feel politically or something like that. There's people that talk about it, and then there's people that are about it. And he's definitely an are about it kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. 
And it's just hard to not be attracted to our about it type people, right? And and so so when we're talking about like these long-term views, you know, I mean, if he, you know, came into owning a CrossFit gym and and never was willing to adjust, right, his point of view, then his long-term happiness or long-term pursuit of life or what what makes you feel better about being yourself, he might not have made that adjustment. I remember it was such a big deal when when he did make that decision, you know. Um, and uh, you know, he he's got another three years. So he he signed up for five years um to <clears> do this. And I mean, you know, hats off to 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 him. You know, um I do I have to just throw this on a on a side note, just because my my family has kind of these this outer relationship with the Peace Corps, mm-hmm. and um, I don't hear enough about the Peace Corps. Um, right. And so, as 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 much admiration as I have for people that serve the country um, in the armed forces, let's not forget that there's people in the Peace Corps, you know, also in harm's way, right? right? And who's trying to also help, you know? And I think I think that you don't often think of that. That message is certainly not out there, right? No. There's, there's no football team mm-hmm. wearing a patch on their shoulder talking about the Peace Corps, you know? But um, I think there's, I think both sides are really helpful in, in their, you know, they can sometimes be the best version of um of what it means to be from the united states but anyway so back to the overall message Mm -hmm. right the overall message is that if you're feeling particularly motivated right now good Mm -hmm. use that momentum right but what i would encourage you not to do is to fall for this idea of losing as much weight as possible and gaining as much fitness as possible as fast as possible. Almost no one makes it like that, including me. Right. right. right? Me too. And including Meredith, right? Yeah. Is that is that if it's one thing where, you know, you've not had fitness as a priority in your life and you want to sign up for a two to three months class, I would encourage you to do that, right? I mean, one of the things that took me from Anytime Fitness to to CrossFit, um, and really not just CrossFit, really powerlifting and some other things, was really the communities around that. You know, that's what sure, was yeah. really, really attractive. It was interesting because I was at a powerlifting meet this weekend with a lot of eat performers and a lot of eat perform coaches. Actually, the eat perform coaches – came in first and second for the women. Which, I uh, saw that. That was amazing. Which I thought was really, really interesting. Um, but what I what I kind of proposed to our little circle of people was that how many you know how many people do you think were on Weight Watchers there? Right? Um, and we probably all agreed that it was no one. Right. right? You know, and, you know, I'm just trying to be political here, but, you know, the reality is, is Weight Watchers' business model is set up for you to fail, 
right? Because they only get more money from you if you fail, right? Right. So, so there's a lot That's of people. There's a lot of people that I'm related to here. Go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. I was going to say that's, that's the diet industry in general. I mean, the diet industry in general is set up to fail because you don't make money on people who are successful because once they're successful, they leave your program. Right. And so, so there's not a lot of incentive <clears throat> to help people normalize, right. right? Which has obviously been the bigger movement of eat to perform and, and sort of making movement a big a big part of the goal right but exactly. the reason why i mentioned weight watchers specifically is because you know almost everyone there had done weight watchers almost everyone there had done yep. the eat less model but they all agreed that the game changer was viewing food as an ally yes. and so so as you walk into 2019 if you're viewing you as weak or you have will, willpower issues or you have, you know, all these things that sort of make you into, and I hope people understand what I'm saying here, but like a victim of food, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that want to sell you on the idea that you're a victim of food. And the idea that we're selling you on is that through effort, patience, and understanding, you will see that you're actually not a victim of food. There's foods that work and there's foods that don't work for you. And that might be different for every single person, right? Absolutely. Certainly the, the big appeal to eat reform is the ability to eat a little bit more flexibly, but it is, it is sort of, it, I think it, it's very telling that we have something like 7,000, you know, lifetime members, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Watchers also has a lifetime program, but they make <clears throat> it difficult for you to get. We have a lifetime program and we make it very easy for you, for you to get because we want as many people in, in, in the tent as possible. What were you going to say, Meredith? I was just going to say the other thing that's really interesting that you may not know, and a lot of people don't because of what, because of what I do with the customer service and stuff and the people that I see, the amount of people in the last two weeks that we have had who have been previous members that have come back is off the charts. We have had so many members that were previous members that have come back. And I think that that's very, very telling as well. Like they thought that they figured it out thought they could do it, you know, on their own without the coach or, you know, wanted to try something else or whatever their reason for leaving may have been, but they've come back. And I mean, I can't even tell you how many I wish we, I mean, I probably, we could probably look up numbers for it and I don't have that off the top of my head, but um, every day it's, it's every day we're getting emails. Hey, I want to come back or I just signed up again. And it's been amazing. Well, I think there's probably a lot of examples. A lot of, a lot of them are lifetime members, you know, and and they're coming back. Um, many of them would be someone that that's re-signing up after having an experience with us previously. And what's interesting about that? Those are the ones I'm talking about, not just the like yeah. I'm talking about the amount of people. Well, what's interesting about that is that dieting right now is so different than it was five years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Every diet out there, every MLM program, every 
everything is so available to you. So, you know, if you follow women in your neighborhood and they start posting about Advocare, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're on that Advocare bandwagon, right? right. You were doing great on Eat to Perform, but maybe, you know, Marge down the street lost 30 pounds in 30 days. And now all of a sudden you became susceptible to that message. And then the long-term patient understanding approach that you wanted to take, you got kind of derailed. I think that just makes you human, right? I mean, like, I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to one hand say to you, you know, the guy at Anytime Fitness, I've worked out at Anytime Fitness since then, right? Right. But I'm not going to say to you at, at Anytime Fitness that, you know, you should be able to move on. But I'm also not going to say to you, you shouldn't feel bad for trying something different than figuring out. Oh, a right. Absolutely. I agree. I just think that people are realizing, oh, hey, that works. That's more the life that I, I want to be able to eat flexibly. I want to be able to use food as an ally and have someone in my corner telling me food is not my enemy. You know, I'm not a victim of food and have that coaching that we offer and just all the the things that have changed with each perform this last year and all the things that we offer now, I mean, that's so appealing and it's, it's so helpful and the success that we've seen. And the, I mean, people see that and then. Yeah. Come- one of the things I was talking to Brad about earlier today and, and <clears throat> I did a video, it got a little choppy, so I might have to take it off of the main page just because the connection was bad. But in the last year, we've been able to refine our algorithm because we have so many people. Right. Right. And every year the algorithm gets better and better and better. And we're 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 starting to get to a point where, you know, hopefully we can do some predictive modeling. That should be kind of fun. Um, you know, obviously all of this costs money, you mm-hmm. know. And so you you would love to have everything, you know, but at the end of the day, some things cost money. And right. so you got to get enough money for to buy those things. And so I'm really excited about the data that we have and how we can use that from a predictive modeling standpoint. But when you look at kind of the algorithmic approach, because like if I was someone listening to this, I would go, well, how's that different? than Weight Watchers, right? Right. And I would say the fundamental difference between Weight Watchers and really all other diets is that what we're saying is is that the good majority of your life, you should not be dieting, right? Right. And and that, that not dieting period needs to equal a certain amount of calories in that as you push those calories, like one of the, one of the guys at my gym, we were talking about hypertrophy and, and mm-hmm. mentioned that to gain muscle, you had to eat ex- in excess of your current calories to about 2,000 ca- calories. Right. Which it's not wrong, right? But it's also not completely correct, right? Every person's going to be a little bit different. But what I think is interesting about that discussion <clears throat> is that if you ate, let's say, a thousand calories to lose weight, what's the end game, right? And why aren't they telling you what the end game is? Right. 
right? It's because they don't they don't have an end game for you, right? The end game is basically you eating less all the time, right? And you will stall there. And what ends up happening is that you have a weekend away, you have some drinks and things of this nature, and it starts this sort of guilt cycle, right? That's the yeah. thing that we're having this discussion about as we move into the new year. Yeah. Rather than, you know, <clears throat> having this really rigid life where you're under eating all the time and you have all these different rules about all these different things, when you add moving into the equation, it brings to life a multiplier that right. you don't fully understand until you see it in real life, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And what people think normal is, is they think normal is, well, I was eating 1,000 calories, and so I'm going to add a sweet potato, right? <laughs> oh, my workouts feel so much better because I had that sweet potato. I mean, if you lived where you didn't sleep very well and – and you were living this really super rigid life and you had a sweet potato, I would imagine that it probably does feel a little bit better, right? I mean, <laughs> Absolutely. It's like your current level of suck is really sucks. You know? right. But but adding a level of sweet potato, I, I, I once had someone say that to me um, who was doing kind of low carb and they're like, yeah, I had a sweet potato around my workout. I was like, well, just imagine if you added 10 sweet potatoes because that's yeah. what you need. Right? right. And you balanced it out over the course of, you know, a, a whole time period. And, and what's neat about kind of the way that that our algorithm works is that if you want to stay focused and you want to lose a lot of weight, you can. Right. But, you know, a great example was, um, you know, one of the coaches reached out to me um, today and talked mm -hmm. about someone that had a lot of success. And. Um, he asked me if they could continue on for three more weeks. And I said, no, not technically. Um, but we did have them run through a short cycle, right. And, of of reverse, and right. then we're going to have them run through the third cycle. Right. And, and those are the things that coaching brings to the table. You know, this is someone that lost a lot of weight, Right. right. And so why are we going to stop their momentum? You wouldn't want to do that. But mm. you also wouldn't want them just to get comfortable eating low calories all the time because the only thing that's going to happen is you're going to plateau. This is why we have in place the adaptation prevention phase, which no other place has. That's no. what, We're the only place that has that. We're the only place that talks about that. I mean, there are other places that talk about reverse dieting. And once again, their reverse dieting is not our reverse dieting. Their reverse dieting is add in a sweet potato, add in three more carrots, right? right. And it's like that playing it too close to the edge is not serving dieting well, right? Yeah. And the good majority of people, you know, the success, it was interesting talking to Tracy Mann, the author of, of um, Secrets from the Eating Lab, and she cited a statistic that is really scary in, in that it's 3%. And, and I've heard that 3% used over and over again. I did 
we did a podcast once with Tracy that actually was not able to to be aired just because we had so many audio issues. But the gist of kind of how I challenged her was what success looked like, right? Because the way that she was judging success was whether or not somebody was able to stay at a weight. And I do agree that that is um, a good way to view success. But I challenged her with, well, what if you added more muscle, right? But right. What, if, what if what if you did it in cycles? What if you did it different ways? And one of the overriding themes of her book, and I think her book, you know, you know, and she would admit to you that the majority of the people that she's talking to are not people that are exercising. They're not people that are moving. Right. And people will say to me all the time, well, you know, could eating form work for somebody like that? And I always say yes, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I mean, isn't the goal of all of us to be more of whatever human we are, right? Yes. And so so I think the reason why people go through dieting cycles is because they want to improve on what they are, right? And so as we walk into 2019, I would like you to view you know, kind of the dieting cycle less rigid, rigidly and then moving. So you then you have um, two tools in your toolbox rather than just one. But I think the bigger overriding issue that 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 Meredith and I are trying to hammer home here is that start thinking about what it's going to be in 10 years. Right. right. And all the things that you can build up to, because when I look at the things that I do now, 10 years later, I could have never imagined it. Right. Never. You know, right. like, where would you be? What would you, what would your thought process be? And, you know, if you have to be really super rigid to be successful, what I would like you to think about is that that will show up in every area of your life. Right. If you've literally tried everything else, why not try us? Right. Right. Because I, we look at the thousands of people that have had success through us, you know, and we define success differently. Right. Um, yeah. And and, you know, kind of kind of the criticism that I was making to Tracy's point of view. But what were you going to say, Meredith? I was just going to say I have a couple things to say. But one <clears throat> you're talking about, we've talked about it before that what I mean one of the things purpose life or whatever is to be able to do more and be more and moving is part of that. And that, I mean, I think you can enjoy life more if you're able to, to move more and do things. It just, I mean, even think about just how much more enjoyable it would be to go grocery shopping if it didn't hurt to walk around because your knees weren't hurting. I mean, you know, just simple things like that. I was just thinking about that when you said that. And I mean, that's what I want out of life. I want to be able to do more and, be more well, that's, and enjoy that's what everybody, that's what everybody things more. Yeah. yeah that's what everybody that, wants out of life, right? Nobody what, nobody wants to to diet their way and be super rigid and then all of a sudden they're gonna be happy. Right. Look, I'm gonna tell you some of the most miserable people I know on the planet are like professional bodybuilders oh. and people that are dieting constantly. Though you know, it's very difficult to maintain happiness when food is gone all the time. 
right? I agree. I agree. And then the other thing I just, you talk about like not being super rigid and I just, I want to share a little story. I have a, a really good friend of mine in the gym at my CrossFit gym and um, she has had this goal and she had a number in her head, a weight loss goal that she had to have by the 31st of January. I mean, December, sorry, 31st of December. She was going to meet this goal. And the other day she was a little, she was having a little bit of a breakdown just because she didn't think that she was going to make it. And we're talking one, one pound. Okay. That was, she was one, she's one pound from this goal. And I just looked at her and I'm like, what, what difference is it going to make if you hit that goal on January 2nd instead of December 31st or January 3rd? I mean, she's going to hit that goal. And actually she did this morning and I'm really happy for her. But if, that's kind of in a bigger scheme of things. It's the same thing. If you have this three month and you set this super rigid 90 day, three month, I'm going to hit this goal 90 days and this is where I'm going to be. And you're so, what happens when you maybe don't quite get there? Does that, what if you lost 10 pounds instead of 15? Does those 10 pounds not count anymore? I mean, that's what I want people to understand. And Brad posted about this a couple of weeks ago and it just really hit home just because you didn't, maybe you didn't hit that that five more pounds by in that 30 or in that 90 days, that doesn't mean you're not going to get it in the next 30, you know, and it doesn't yeah, discount. It's, it's a, it it's a, version, it's a yeah. version of feeling your own joy. I will say that I did have one of those moments and it, it taught me the lesson that you're preaching, right? Right. It's, um, you know, what I wanted to do was go from basically you know, mid 40th percentile for body fat percentage to mm -hmm. um, single digit body fat, right? And most people know the story that, you know, how I got it, million different ways I've told the story, right? But one part that I haven't told a whole lot was that when I got to, you know, 149, I was mm -hmm. still not single digit. And, but I was close enough where I was like, you know, I'm not going to let this steal my joy and, and, right. and that. Um, but what I did was, cause I, I, you know, I got down to, to 149.9, which is really, really super small for me. Um, and what was interesting was that once I kind of allowed myself to, you know, had the pancake breakfast. <laughs> And three days later, I um, I looked very much different. I looked a lot leaner. Actually, one of the biggest things that happened, that was the first time that I'd ever, you know, kind of seen veins um, mm -hmm. uh, at the bottom of my abdomen um, was after the pancake breakfast. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't, right. you know, at 149. So three days later, you know, cause I was, I was only at like 10.2 or something like that. And I was like, you know, it, you know, it's horseshoes, not hand grenades here. Um, <laughs> and, um, or is it the opposite way? I don't know, but, but you, uh, said it, you said it right. But, but anyway, the, um, so three days later, I actually went back at 154 and that was when I got down to single digits, which was like 8.9. Isn't you that know? crazy? And so, so once my muscles had sort of filled up with glycogen and things like that, I not only looked leaner, I was leaner, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, people that kind of put a gun to their head, you know, um, 
related to a weight goal, what happens when your weight goes up, right? right. Like I posted a picture in, in the community group. You know, I was a little scared to do this because, you know, at Thanksgiving, you know, I was going to show everyone, you know, hey, look, my weight's not going to go up, you know, um, as as food come back. And, and as food came back and I've literally had every holiday occasion that every single person would have, you know, have not restricted myself, um, still looking at going into fat loss here, probably middle January. Mm-hmm. But my weight is lower. You know, my weight on on the morning of Thanksgiving was 194.4. My weight this morning was 93, 193.8. Right. I've not done anything extreme, right. right? I've not added more steps. I've not run half marathons every <laughs> single day. You know, I don't think most people understand what normal looks like. Right. Right. I agree. And they don't understand, like, <clears throat> if you understand that your body needs more food to grow muscle, maybe 2,000 is a little much, right? Maybe that that's a little on the far extreme, right? And I don't think many, a lot of dudes would be up for that plan, but yeah. maybe not a lot of women would be. I wouldn't be up for that plan, right? I'd rather approach muscle more slowly, and that's actually how I did it. Right. Right. Me too. Um, Over the last four years. And so, you know, because, you know, if you haven't listened to the podcast for the last, you know, six months, you know, I only recently went into fat loss after four years of not doing fat loss because the good majority of the time I was building muscle. And so as we come into the second half of that fat loss phase, which I broke into two, um, it's just, I, I just, I just think the strategies as it relates to what your end goals are, right? I mean, I had someone that, that mentioned that they were frustrated that they had to do a fat loss cycle. And I was like, well, when when was the last time you did a fat loss cycle? And they were like, two years ago. I'm like, two years? I mean, come on. Like, like of course you're going to have to manage your weight occasionally. But right. it's, you know – it's not one of these things where, you know, you're doing a massive 50 pound cut. I mean, this was a person that basically is looking to lose about eight pounds. Right. right. Um, and, and has probably gained muscle in that time as well. So I just think that everything that we do feels so different from everything else that everyone else does. And Absolutely. it's, I, I think if you're listening to this, and 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 you're hearing this and you're you're considering you know auditioning other people i would like to raise our hand up right. as a way of saying to you you do not have to do this overly restrictive way and if you do have a fair amount of weight to lose we can help you with that also right Absolutely. the people that started with us in 2018 many of them have lost 60 to 80 pounds right yeah. Of course, they have friends that have done keto and have also lost 60 to 80 pounds, but they're able to say, look, I was able to enjoy life this whole time and you did it really super restrictive. And oh, by the way, our people know what to do at all times. We teach them to fish, right? 
ketogenic dieting, intermittent fasting, Weight Watchers, really any other system out there like that is really giving you a fish. It's basically saying to you, you're not smart enough to understand, so we're going to tell you the way it is, you just do this, and there's a lot of people that are really susceptible to that message, but the reality is, is that the more you understand this, the more you realize that it's not magic, right? And the more you understand, the better long-term view it will allow you to take and the more success you will have long-term. And on that note too, as well, our people know what to do in every situation because we have amazing coaches that are coaching them through that. And when they, just like when my friend came to me freaking out about not hitting this goal, I was able to talk her off the ledge. I mean, this is a other situation. Our coaches, that was in person because she's in my gym and she's my good friend, but our coaches do the same things for our clients through the app and through messaging and everything all the time. People come in, they're like, I don't know what to do. I've got this party. I hear this. This is what this is. Or, you know, they come to a ledge sometimes and our coaches are there and we talk them down. And we, I mean, our coaches are amazing. And well, and the best part about our coaches is they've been there with you. Exactly. Right? We were all doing, we've done it or doing it currently or whatever, yeah. you know, whatever it may be. And a lot of places just don't offer the level of coaching. And we didn't have that level of coaching when I started as a, you talked about lifers in the beginning, when I started as each as a client in the summer of 2015, um, like I did it for like, I don't know, a couple of weeks. And then right before you offered the lifetime and I was one of the first people to buy lifetime because it was such a good deal. And just the difference in where we started then and where we are now, it's just phenomenal. And the coaching that we have people coming in right now, people that have come in in the last year, and people that have been with us for a long time and are now seeing the changes and getting the coaches and everybody has a coach, they will testify or, you know, give you a testimonial that that has been the game changer. Having the coaches, having someone who's done it, been there and can talk you through it and can walk you through it. So when you reach the end of that 90 days that your gym is having this, you know, 90 day new you challenge, you've still got a coach there who's going to continue with you for the other nine months right. that it still has a plan for you yeah. right and we're going to be there for the rest of the year not just to the end of those three months yeah because it's really the rest of the year that you keep screwing up over and over again right <laughs> and so if you can figure out how to do the rest of the year right that is the piece that you're really missing out on and let's be real many of us in that instance have put on weight and mm -hmm. gained it with interest and yes. you know it's this you know give me a fish approach mm -hmm. that is kind of confusing and overwhelming yeah. right and people will often say well yeah but understanding is also overwhelming well that's true you know um if you're a phd in anything you know there's high value in that right right there's high value in understanding what what works right right and i and i think that you know these simplistic answers you know i mean let's make it real simple right whatever you're going to do however you're going to do it however aggressive you're going to do it or however you know comfortable you're going to try to be the only thing that will work is being in a deficit and managing that deficit and understanding mentally what's going to go on with that 
And a lot of times I think people like to fail anonymously, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And like you're saying, you know, having that additional layer of support, you know, allows you to reach out when you don't have the answer. It's kind of interesting because Brad does a lot of these Q and A's and in better dieting. And, you know, often the answers to those questions you know, are coming from people that aren't each performers, right? right? And so they're asking questions that are very different than the questions that we get from people just because they're not as far along in the process. But, you know, being, being you know, at the health game for 10 years and the fitness game and seeing all the pictures from those past years, um, it's just, I just want to, let everybody know what it's like to be on the other side of things where, you know, you're able to enjoy family occasions fine. You know, that, that, you know, I mean, what is overly restrictive really done for you? You know, I mean, you know, if you're like me and you're 50 years old and you've been doing this since you were 12, shouldn't (laughs) you have it figured out by now? I mean, why keep going to people that aren't explaining to you what's going on throughout the process, right? right. Mm-hmm. Because you're scared? Because that's that's honestly why a lot of people, you know, when we talk about people eating normal, you know, people have to get over a significant fear because truthfully, they do view, view food as an enemy, right? 100%. That's and what we're it. saying yeah. to you is that viewing food as an enemy is actually the problem. And that's the thing that has kept you confused all these years. So we'll end on that note. This actually did go a little bit longer than we thought it would be, but we kept it, it pretty good. It always does. You and I could talk for hours and hours. And Yeah, you know, but, but I'm really excited about all the things in, in the next year and the promise of, of yeah. what we're going to be. And, and when I look back, you know, it is pretty amazing all the things that we've been able to accomplish in 2018, 2018, just in case you guys don't know, um, was the biggest year we've ever had. And we fully expect uh, 2019 to be as, well, we expect it to be a lot bigger. Yeah, more successful. Mm -hmm. Especially with a lot of the things that are coming. So appreciate everybody being here. Meredith, you want to say goodbye to everyone? Yes, and have everybody in 2019 have a happy new year. and. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> yep. Happy New Year. And we'll talk to you. Talk to everyone later. Bye now. Bye.